just me. A place to be me, where you get to experience life. Life is a journey, not a guided tour. If you want the rainbow, you have to go through the rain. Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of Just Me. And um, today is going to be amazing. We're going to be talking about intergenerational trauma and how it how it affects us, how we can heal from it. And when I tell you where myself and Sasha and Sharina just going in to research um, about the topic, the stuff that we're going to explore is going to touch home like really, really fast. And I say that just because of just for myself. And um, I'm excited about getting a better understanding on the different types of trauma. We're going we're gonna to touch bases on collective trauma, historical trauma, generational um, trauma, and to see just how it really affects us and how we can get healed from it. And um, we, we just, we're looking forward to just getting into these um, dialogues about it. So um, again, what is generational trauma, intergenerational trauma? What, what is it? How is it defined? So intergenerational trauma is the experience of a very oppressive event or shocking event that has been passed down um, between generations. And it could be um, it's it could be a a conglomerate of different things. And so what we're going to do is break it down um, into historical, collective and generational trauma. But Overall, it is experiencing or the emotional response to a terrible event that has happened to you or a group of people and how you react to it, how you are processing it, how are you coping with it, um, how are you living your life on a day-to-day basis and how you are carrying that experience with you. That is what intergenerational trauma is. So let's take a step back and let's go into what exactly... um, researchers have broke how researchers have broken broken down that intergenerational trauma so one way that they have differentiated trauma is historical trauma what's historical trauma because so we look at hysterical trauma just based on a, a article that we had read from care counseling it says historical trauma is intergenerational trauma experienced by a specific cultural group that has a history of being systemically oppressed. So basically, it's like facts, historical trauma, facts. We have facts about slavery. We have facts about the Holocaust. We have facts about genocide. We have facts about forced relocation, historical trauma, and that trauma experience through those events, facts. And how they affect us. Again, I was not born during the Holocaust or during slavery and being an African-American. But the effects of that I experienced as an African-American. If a Holocaust might not have been born during but if you're that nationality, you might experience the effects of that. And that's how it kind of flows over into cultural um trauma, things like that, but it's historical trauma is based on facts. And that that's a good way to kind of separate it from 
cultural, um, Sasha, that historical facts and culture is kind of more based on the concepts or traditions of a certain culture, African-American, Indian, but historical is facts. And we historically, as a people, African-American has trauma. Indians historically has been oppressed. So they have factual trauma, historical evidence-based. Okay. Okay. And then we've also heard different concepts around collective trauma. Ms. Sharina, what is collective trauma? So collective trauma can be caused by events such as war, natural disasters, and pandemics. Those are some of the examples of collective trauma. So when we say collect tra- collective trauma, it refers to the psychological up- upheaval that is shared by a group of people who all experience the event. And this type of trauma can affect groups of people of any size, including entire nations or societies. So I do want to back up because you may have experience it by being in it, or you may experience the aftereffect by not being a part of it, but have the effects of the event. And some of the collective traumas, um, as I discussed before, um, that can possibly be something that people are affected by is September 11, 2001. That was a traumatic event. Um, And because of that event, you know, people are still living in the trauma from that event. The older people and the children from these people that have experienced the trauma. So once again, it goes from one generation to the next, to the next. And what we find is, even though September 11th was one one of the examples, now with collective trauma, we are noticing how fast that people are experienced by traumatic events. Look at, you know, school shootings um, and COVID-19. You know, we the media expose a lot of events that are connected to, to, to trauma, and people take these events in mentally and physically while they are traumatized by it. So you can look at the collective aspect of trauma from all types of directions once again. You actually being a part of it. Um, you actually having family members that were a part of it, and they are carrying some of those traumatic effects to other generations. And also, if you don't want to be a part of it, the media, social media, television can cause you to be a part of those traumatic experiences of how they communicate to the mad about these events. So collective 
goes through generations. It can be small communities. It can be a whole society. And we can see that with September 11th, but also we can see that as it relates to COVID. So as we move forward, we will discuss more in details as it relates to how collective trauma can really impact the the masses. And Ms. Smith, I I like what you said about um, COVID-19 because a lot of times when we get information from the media, um, it is, you know, COVID-19 is um, receding as far as the severity of it. But the after effects that people are experiencing, the psychological um, distress, the physical distress, you know, long term COVID effects where people's bodies who people who have contracted COVID-19, people's bodies have not gone um have not recovered fully. And then when you have the psychological components of just being in the house or being confined to one area for a very long time, over a year, and then people's jobs, that's um, different ways of how jobs are set up, different ways of how people um, are gaining employment or not gaining employment now. That's a collective trauma. So all of those things we are living through an experience of collective trauma right now. And I don't want to um, shy away from the severity of that because we are going through a very historical event um, within our within our society right now. Yeah. And even when you say that, when you said that, Ms. Sasha, that um, I, I was just writing notes with both of y'all that we are trauma magnets, and and I and this is what I mean by that. Like as an Af- African American, the effects of the slavery, just being black, like the black man, the after the black man, and all of this. Right, I, I made a statement that I was not born doing slavery, but experiencing the the uh, the effects of slavery because of the rooms and everything that was feel like even now in 2022 go to some areas and you still blacks only whites only type mentality that you still have those effects and how you operate so that now on top of that i i'm experiencing covid now so the trauma that i'm experiencing now i'm I'm impacting that trauma on top of another trauma that i'm already dealing with because i was born african-american so let something else come up, you know, and and so trauma magnets, if we continually, whether it's collective trauma that you experience, that the state that you're in, we need help. We need we need help. And we've been maneuvering around trying to manage and not really recognizing all the things that are uh, impacting us. And again, too, as we have these dialogues. It'd be like, wow, I'm dealing with all of that. Like, am I really anxious because, you know, I got a flat tire on my inches because I, I just found out I got COVID and they told me COVID was over. I ain't been wearing my mask a lot, you know? So just that to, to be in a state of, I want to say shock, but you have to be aware and do self-assessments of like what's really going on. 
Like what's really affecting me? Have I, have I addressed those things? Whether it's generational, whether it's current, because at some point, 50 years from now, 9-11 and COVID is historical. <laughs> Absolutely. And just to round it out, um, the final differentiation of trauma that researchers have identified is generational trauma. Um, and the generational trauma um, is, I like to think of it as how people cope with certain things um, and maybe the trauma that has passed down from different families, descendants, um, about how we're coping with different experiences or events. And so a couple of examples could be domestic violence, could be anger, could be how you are coping with anger management. It could be how you are coping with um, um, triggers that you've experienced in your life. And that can include self-destructive behaviors. Self-destructive behaviors could be overindulging in things that may be physically harmful for your body or it could be mentally harmful for your body. So how a person um, deals with conflict, conflict resolution, and what you are passing down to your children, what you're passing down. Um, yeah, and, and that's pretty much when I think of generational trauma, um, I think of some of the things that my family, my the the unhealthy communication that happened in my family. Um, when you were frustrated or when you were upset, um, my dad shut down and my mom yelled. So you have someone who is shutting down. You have someone who is yelling. And so when you try to have a healthy conversation in order to get resolution, that's not what I saw. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, for me, thinking about relationships moving forward, I am the product of my mom and dad. But when I think about building a family, when I think about having a partner, that those are things that because of their unhealthy communication, I love them to death, but because of their unhealthy communication, um, that has me very reserved and anxious about even starting my own family because how am I going to act in this environment? Um, because what they did do was very unhealthy. Other people can experience um, generational trauma as sexual violence, sexual abuse. Um, so there are just multiple different things that we carry along in the family um, about how to cope with different stressors that can be unhealthy and can be traumatizing for generations to come. <laughs> Yeah, and and two, um, when you say that as 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 a mother, I can I look at, at my children now like, oh, like you you handle that like you like I do, but you're not me. That that's I like you said you showed a picture, and you don't do it intentionally. You you don't. But if if I'm a shutdown, we had that on one episode. You know, I'm doing better, y'all. Really, I am. But the skill was to, to like to just be quiet. And then I see it in my daughter, but she watched me do that. Was it effective? But now if you do it and it's not effective in your relationship, you have to understand like what is healthy for you. Don't don't be a repeat. And that's how and when we just talk about generationals like that little mini me, the mini me's are also how we how we handle like the conflict, how we are communicators, because that's the picture that we sh that we're showing. And unfortunately, like my kids are grown now, I can't change that picture. 
Like if they were small and I realized it'd be like, ooh, they're watching me handle anger. Don't do that because when they go to school, they don't get what they want. They start yelling and you get the phone call. But mommy, that's how you get your stuff from daddy. You know, when daddy wants something, he does this. You don't know he be telling me that. So I go out in public and I act the same way. So I'm glad like we have dialogue. So if if you're raising children that like they watching mm-hmm. and, and you are their example. And so if you are yelling, guess what? When you tell them to be quiet, they only showing you what you show them. So why don't you start speaking softly in the house so you don't have this type of trauma? If I'm scared of dogs, does not mean my children got to be scared of dogs. But guess what? Every time they would buy a dog and it was two hours, snatching them by the arm. And they and they gain a fear that they probably didn't have because I was traumatized. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and we passed it on. So this dialogue to just help us to show like, hey, what am I doing? Not just to my kids, the people that I'm around and to realize what am I taking from my parents? Because I know that's my mama. That's my daddy. When they show up in conversations where you hear you act just like them or you're saying those things. And some of those things, uh, they're not helping now. They're not good. And we repeat cycles that we do not have to repeat. And we often stay like adults are normally children. Grown children have not addressed their trauma. And then it shows up in bad ways. So with this conversation that we're having, just listening to Sasha and and Miss Tracy, and just thinking about what I expressed, that it makes me feel as if that, you know, as people of color, we are receiving traumatic experiences um, in the present from all angles. And because of that, I wonder why at times um, we are always on that fight or flight. Wow. level because we're receiving it from all angles mm-hmm. you know I hear you talk about slavery and I hear Miss Sasha talk about um, families and you know and things that were taught within our families but when we look at the shootings you know and, and Black Lives Matters you know it's just like you're receiving it from all angles Mm-hmm. as it relates to intergenerational trauma. So how do we, and I know we're going to talk about this moving forward, but we need to figure out how to handle all these layers on top of what's presently going on within your life. Because they come from, I mean, they can come from nowhere. I was in the gym earlier today and there were, there were two shootings in the city I live in of two African-American boys. It took me back. Just like that. I didn't ask for it. But hey, so I have to, you have to make a decision. Okay, what are you going to do when it comes and you're not aware that it's coming towards you? But I was able to move forward. But some people, it's hard to move forward when it's when all the trauma, the intergenerational trauma is coming from different angles. And what we're going to do um, within future podcast episodes is talk about what those symptoms look like as far as the the trauma, the PTSD. Um, just because someone experiences a trauma doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be diagnosed with PTSD, but right. everybody copes differently. 
So with that being said, it is going to be very important that you recognize, okay, well, why is this coming up for me? Why is my body feeling this way? I know over the past two and a half years, I have been extremely anxious, extremely anxious because of systematic things, because of collective collective traumas and because of my own personal traumas. So when I'm navigating and trying to get back to a function, a functional life space, I have to check myself and recognize and give a little bit of humility to myself because we have all gone through so, so much. We all have individual stories. We all have historical stories. We all have collective stories. So with that being said, we're going to talk a lot about different symptoms and then the behaviors and what that looks like, especially over the holidays. Because there are a lot of different routines, rituals, and expectations over the holidays that we as individual families tend to carry along that can be unhealthy. But then also, as we continue to reflect on the pandemic, and as we continue to reflect on some of the historical traumas that have systematically been intertwined into the, um, the United States. And I say the United States because that's where I live and I can only speak on that from my perspective. But there's so many different um, avenues that we're going to kind of go down um, as far as the trauma and as far as PTSD. So I definitely look forward to um, to having dialogue with you guys and hopefully get to a place of healing, um, communal space of healing so that we can all take care of ourselves so we can take care of each other. Thank you so much for listening to Just Me Podcast. If you are seeking further one-on-one consultations, worksheets, and action steps from the ladies at Just Me Podcast, please review the monthly subscription packages starting at $9.99 at www.patreon.com backslash Just Me Podcast and the number one. If you are seeking further one-on-one diagnoses, interventions, and treatment plans, please consider scheduling an appointment with an individual counselor at Journeys Counseling Center. Journeys can be reached at 336-294-1349. The mission of Just Me Podcast is to use authentic conversations to uplift one's mind, body, and soul. The goal of Just Me Podcast is to offer affordable education and insight to individuals who experience financial barriers to accessing individualized behavioral health support. With that being said, the information, including opinions, advice, and recommendations discussed in this podcast, is intended for informational and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to substitute the recommendations of your own licensed therapist or healthcare provider. Although we are licensed behavioral health professionals, we are not your licensed behavior health professional. As a result, the advice mentioned on this podcast should not replace the recommendations offered by your own qualified health professional.